Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out mariamenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Luckily, it's not the end of the world, uh, because this is the Limitless After Show. This is episode 17, Close Encounters. We had a little extraterrestrial flair this episode. Uh, it's pretty good. Before we get into it, I just want to remind all the listeners and viewers out there to please uh, rate and review the show. Comment on YouTube if you're there. Uh, give us five stars on iTunes. Definitely keeps uh, the shows and content all free for you guys. We love doing it and talking about the shows. We love uh, interacting with you guys. It's a perfect way to promote the show. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. I'm your host, J.B. Zimmerman. You can find me at Hey John Blake. Alongside the panel tonight with me is Amanda. Hello, I'm Amanda. Find me at AmandaFTA31 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I'm happy to be back. And I'm Frank Myra, and you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M, and we're happy to have you back, Amanda. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, well, we're full panel, full strength right. again. Finally. That's right. Um, yeah, which is, which is a good episode for that. We got we got the family elements we were mm-hmm. talking so much mm-hmm. about. Uh, there's obviously blackout, quarantine, whole bunch of good stuff. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's get into it. I mean, I know there's a quick little procedural thing in the beginning up top. I just want to get out of the way. The sketch artist... Just kind of for fun. I thought it was a nice little flair that he could draw really fast, too. Um, kind of just reconnecting. I mean, initially I thought it was kind of a throwaway thing, but it's nice that they have those kind of tidbits that connect, you know, his abilities to how smart he is. Like, you know, if you were kind of like a machine thinking like a computer, like mm-hmm. you can do some of those things. We attribute that to, to being a great artist, but it's also kind of the speed. He is sort of a computer in a lot of ways. And he seems to be killing his free time going out and solving yeah. more crimes. Uh, but it, I like that it wasn't just a procedural element. It, I thought it was a continuation of last week's episode where Brian finds out that Sands killed Rebecca's dad. And so he's doing anything that he can to keep his mind off of that topic. Right. He's avoiding her calls. He's going out and working with local police to solve crimes to just keep his mind off that very real and, and hurtful topic that he wants to stray away from with Rebecca. So uh, an interesting way that he copes with it, but um, ultimately I thought uh, an effective way because right, right. He, he ultimately doesn't tell her. The coping is an interesting point you just brought up, Frank, because it is a drug that we, you know, we kind of forget and, and remind ourselves about constantly. Um, and it's really interesting to see him use it that way, like in a sort of traditional drug method to, to cope with his problems, to escape reality or w- like whatever he's dealing with. 
the the harsh um, kind of dilemma he's in with Rebecca and Sands and this pickle of of the FBI versus Ed, Eddie Mora. And he even says later in the episode that he may be an addict. Right. He almost confesses to that. Yeah, he admits to which that. Is which is a huge deal. That whole argument between the two has been a long time coming. And yes. I really liked that scene because it was just unvarnished truth um, that Brian was delivering to her. Because so far it's sort of been one-sided. You know, mm-hmm. Brian is looked at as the child and he's treated with handlers and you know what, Brian shot back this episode, and I kind of like that. You know what, Rebecca, this is benefiting you too. You know that he can take this pill and, and solve all these cases with her. And he makes some very good points about having frustrating police work where she's not solving all the crimes, and now she is. So you know what, you need this too, just as much as he does. So I like that he made that point. Um, it was unexpected, mm-hmm. and uh, I like to be surprised in this show. Absolutely. I mean, I I think you guys were both um, spot on on that. It was so interesting to think about Rebecca's addiction and and how it's connected to NZT. I mean, even though she's not the one taking it directly, she is, I guess, you know, is a facto (laughs) an addict as well because she is, you know, constantly going after this. I mean, you can define addict however you want, but... You know, I think it's it's when you lose control or it gets a, in the way of your normal business where you, like, no longer... Your normal life. Yeah. And in that sense, I think she is. I mean, she is marathon calling him. She's not... A, I mean, she's a very smart person, but it's, it's become such a routine now for her that she... I mean, I, I guess she recuses herself somewhat, mm-hmm. but... I don't think she she would have followed through with it. Uh, we see at the end there he left the note and and Brian like actually takes the journey somewhere. Um, but we'll, see, we'll which, see next week. Yeah, which we'll uh, we can discuss more in in predictions and stuff. Well, and one other thing I wanted to point out was that in this episode, the women that Brian places trust in all failed him this episode. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, ascent. FBI into his apartment to search for the NZT pills. Um, Rachel betrayed his trust and told his mom all about what went on when Mr. Sands came over and spilled all the beans. And then his mom tells him he can't come over anymore because he has this job. Uh, It was a very interesting plot, uh, a theme that I think can go missed to the average viewer because now he goes and at the end of the episode, we get an indication that he's going to seek out Piper, who was the one woman that he could truly trust in all this because they're in the same position. Hmm. Um, so I thought that was a, an interesting point, something I noticed and wanted to point out. Very interesting point Very on interesting. National uh, yeah. Women's Day. International Women's <laughs> Day. International Women's Day, and they're all failing. <laughs> they, they should have aired this a week later <laughs> you know, so that they wouldn't have that. But, but they were um, all strong women in the episode. True. No, I mean, this, this episode not to, was... That's not a commentary on, on women. I'm just saying. No, no. Right, no, no. I'm, yeah, it's just interesting he, he almost timing. Fell, he yeah. almost fell to rock bottom from what I saw. Yeah. Right. Like when those people deserted him, and even his father... Father, I think his father saying this is between you and your mother really hit him hard and really almost. I mean, this is as down as I've seen Brian. I'll disagree with series. you about the dad though because he doesn't tell his wife. He keeps a secret from her. Um, right. Finch Senior Dennis. 
Dennis keeps the secret from Marie, and Marie says, in 45 years of marriage, no, he's never kept a secret from me, and this one thing he is keeping from me. Um, so I think that saw, that to me rang as a tremendous amount of strength in the relationship between Brian and his dad, especially right. when Brian entrusted him with these secrets that he told him about. I just thought when the mom, when the mom said, you know, you can't, you're not welcome in our house anymore, that the father, I just wanted him to say something. Yeah. But I guess, I guess he can meet his dad in other places, but that, yeah. I mean, getting kicked out of your house, your, yeah. your childhood home. Yeah, I mean that. That's rock bottom. That to me, well, that to me was just too much. I think that they would have, in reality, handled that situation a little bit differently. Especially the dad knowing him being a very strong father that he's put out there. I mean, everything that we've seen has laid it down where he has been a very powerful force within the family unit, and for him to just sit there and say nothing and let it happen when he knows that the situation is different. And I, I don't think that that misunderstanding would be allowed to last for too long. I mean, right. I get people get heated. Uh, you know, the mom, like, finding drugs of any kind would be upset and, and disappointed and and a whole list of things. And that may create a, an atmosphere where you wouldn't want to communicate um, right then or would have to leave or, or something for a short period of time. I don't think it'd be enough towards he like a, a full journey on. I mean, um, we don't know yet how long Brian is going to be gone, how far away he's going to go. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it, the nature of what he's actually doing, I think, is something where you could easily say something about it right. without revealing too much. He is, mm-hmm. you know, bound by some <laughs> confidentiality agreements. Do you think uh, Finch's mom overreacted? This I do. Is for both of you. I do. Do you think Amanda that she overreacted? I think I think you can't mess with a mom finding drugs in your son's what you know pants or wherever. Well, she you know, it's she like, didn't technically find them. Well, Rachel, Rachel she kicked him. My point being, she's kicking him out of their house and saying you can't come back here. Well, anymore. I think it's because he's done these things one too many times. Okay. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not like it, this is the first time she's ever found something like this. She even said, when you were younger, we found pot in your jeans or whatever, and you've always been that kid that's kind of been, you know, a slacker or whatever. So I think this was the final straw for her. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I she I mean, how can she you not overreact? At, she she doesn't, you don't even know what the drug is. Right, but I, that that's my point, is she overreacted to the point of not even knowing. Like, what if it was yeah. like an Advil? She didn't like, even want to hear know. it. She yeah. didn't want to hear an explanation. I mean, like you can, you can infer that it's not as harmless a, as Advil, but that's what I mean. I mean, she was so, like, so angry yeah. that she blocked out even him saying what it was, which, you know, he could have just been like, "It's actually." Well, she like, couldn't get it. She also couldn't get out of her husband, so that's probably a factor that she, you know, right. she's like trying to yeah. get this man who she's been married for forty five years yeah, to tell I, something, I, and he won't. I right. totally blame the dad somewhat, I, although I think he may have made a deal with Brian specifically about keeping it between mm-hmm. them. So if he felt that it wasn't She also has a daughter place. that she thinks is like in trouble because she's I witnessing uh, somebody, a federal uh, agent with the thing coming out of his thigh. Rachel wait, wait, wait. is... Before we go on, remember that Brian hired his dad as his attorney. Mm. So that's why Dennis didn't reveal the secrets. Mm. Good call. His attorney Good call. Privilege. So just remember that. But no, that's, that is a very yeah. good... Re- um, 
very good reinforcement for why he was so silent because yes. it, did, it definitely seemed out of character that he'd be like, nah, well, I don't, you're going to have to ask your son. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? No, these are drugs. <laughs> you know something about it. Like, exactly. Say something. Yeah. Um, and Brian really couldn't reveal anything, especially with Mike well, and yeah, Ike in the, the Yeah, Mike and Ike. Uh, yeah, but I, uh, he could definitely say, hey, you know, this is a controlled substance that I'm using with the FBI's supervision. Like... Mm-hmm. That I think that would be enough. To, Could he though? Even, even well, I mean, that's not saying anything. She found them. Uh, Mike picked up the drugs and put it in his pocket. That's like, true. <laughs> so they I knew like, that she yeah. knew something, yeah. and they weren't like you know freaking out about it. So yeah, I think that there was enough there where he could have said that. Just like it's with the FBI, it's supervised, it is controlled like by them, and it's not harmful to me. Mm-hmm. Like, those three things, like, those, just that handful of information doesn't give anything away, but at the same time, it would, you know, I think, calm your nerves so she didn't want to disown Brian It's like those moments in television where you just, you feel like, come on, just say something, please, just say something. Yeah. But at that that point, she didn't want to hear any of it at all. So just say nothing and get out of my house. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I... Amanda, I respect your opinion. I think that... I just don't think she overreacted. I think she overreacted. and I mean, this is your firstborn son, and you're telling him to stay away. Why? Because he is performing a job for the FBI? I, I just think there's a lot of other reasons why you would kick someone out of your home. Right. And it, it made me think of Breaking Bad, really, when Jesse goes back to his parents' house, and they find drugs, but it's actually his little brother's. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kick him out anyway. It was an overreaction, and parents didn't see the, the truth in it. And I think that's kind of what's going on here. Is that my head went to Breaking Bad too? It did. Okay. Yeah. yeah see, absolutely. And that's why I was thinking. Yeah, it's like one of those. He's that kid that is always kind of screwing up, and is always that kid. So it's like the last straw. Well, that's a good point. That kid is key. Because <laughs> uh, I think Still he's been he's been working for the FBI for a long time, and he hasn't had an incident like for her to go back to that place without any explanation, without, like, you know, and the FBI is still there. Like, Brian's obviously cognizant and not seeming high. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's a bit rash to, to treat him so coldly. Yeah, but it leads to him taking an action that you and I yes. are very happy oh, about. Oh, yes. Piper's back go. in the game, He's Amanda. You're Piper. excited about it. You are stoked. I just can't believe you guys were right. I really thought she was going to be a one-time <laughs> yeah. one yeah. character. I am, that's like my best prediction ever. Yes. I'm pretty sure that... You get a uh, you get a you get a gold star for that one. I do. I do. Thank you. <laughs> Have any of your predictions come true, Amanda? Yeah. I don't know. No. <laughs> she doesn't know. I have to go back and watch. Um, well, um, we did, I think it was a global prediction of getting the family back, which we did yes. get. Uh, I want to talk a little, a little bit about Rachel because I don't know. I she is she's a is weasel. Not on my family. She's right such now. a weasel. Yeah, I don't like her. The like worst. you cannot. The worst. You cannot sell your brother out like yeah. that. Who runs home and tells her mom everything? Like especially between siblings and your. I'm assuming these yeah, characters like, are 30 if, years if old. If you guys so. recall, she came over to his house to smoke weed. Yeah. So it's not like she was well, like just sh- there delivering flowers or like a birthday present. Like, yeah, exactly. No, she was escaping her parents' house. She went over there for like some sibling bonding time and then completely betrayed him. 
so hardly. Yeah. Like, on many different levels. She was spying on him, saw, like, him grab something, investigated it, like, rummaged through his stuff, mm-hmm. found the drugs, told the mom about it, and, like, detailed everything that went down. I was so mad at her for that. <sighs> Shut up. God. Yeah. What? And ask Are your brother first? about the Phillips yeah. first. Yeah. Why? Yeah, exactly. Go to your exactly. brother first. Exactly. She didn't even give him a chance. Like, if he, like, blew her off, then I'd be like, ah, I mean, still kind of a B move, but... Yeah. At you least know, there would have yeah. been a hint toward her action that right. she was legitimately concerned about Brian, that this was something that was on her mind, but it wasn't. It was a total shock and a surprise to him, yeah. and which makes... Which really weakens the character. Right. Yes. And and for her to, like, have like, the other things she did hooked up with, my, uh, with Ike. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... There are no redeeming qualities, really. I mean, she's... Mm-hmm. It's not like they're dating. I'm not saying that, like, that was a completely, like, horrible move or character flaw, but for her to do that with, a, a, you know, Brian's work colleague, mm-hmm. it kind of makes it awkward for him. So the, there are, are a lot of inconsiderations that she did all at one time, and it's like... W- What's good? Like, you have nothing good. Yeah. Well, I hate you yeah. right now. <laughs> She's a bit spineless. She just seems like she doesn't really have a backbone. That's that's exactly you know? true. And even though they cut away at the end of the episode when Ike comes up and says, hey, can you describe who we all know is Mr. Sands? Right. They the... cut away. She looks down and cuts away. There is no doubt in my mind she told him. She told him about yeah. what Mr. Sands looks she like. She almost like she almost craves attention, almost as if Brian's having a cooler life than her, so she wants to get in on it or she wants she wants the attention to be back on her. Wow. Like that's how I, I just yeah. feel like she's a little spineless little <laughs> hey, attention. Don't, don't sugarcoat her. Tell us how you really feel, man. Get in I there. I don't like her. I, <laughs> no, I I Now I have to hey, like Piper again, we're so on the same now team. I have to hate somebody else <laughs> with blonde blonde short hair. We are moving Rachel to the bottom of our yeah, like no, she list. she is definitely like my least favorite character. Just because yeah. she like was, it seems so unnecessary what she was doing, mm-hmm. blatantly stabbing Brian in the back several times. Mm-hmm. Like she had no remorse for it. She, it wasn't even like she was hiding. Well, her mom was like, "Oh, you look like you seem like you're acting weird. Like, is it about that guy?" And she's like, "Nope, it's about <laughs> these drugs I found in Brian's like <laughs> record files. <Yeah>. Like what?" <laughs> Oh, and there's also this secret agent guy that came over bleeding. Like, what? And yeah. the way she treated Ike, I didn't like either. I mean, yeah, even, like, okay. Yeah. Uh, like, sort she could have been, right. at least text him back. Yeah. And then, and then she gets what in the is van. This? Good and then, call. And she gets in Thank the van, you. and then she goes into, she just, like, runs to the back like a little rat or mouse. I just, I don't <laughs> like her. I do not like her. She's like a little rodent, that Rachel. She's like... Yeah, the, I I forgot I forgot about uh, how she just didn't she just left Ike hanging. Yeah, just no response. I, I mean, like Ike. Have the courtesy to say you're not interested yeah. or you're something. Ike's a nice guy, good looking guy, got a job. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the exactly. same page. We know exactly we're what on we're the same page. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ike. I don't like Rachel. Right. Done. I think that's- yep. She definitely took a step team, down team this episode and was previously somebody that was kind of redeemable, enjoyed seeing her presence on the show. Now just a total gutless move on her part and mm-hmm. sold Brian out. And I think in real life, really it's kind of a logic problem for the episode because as a sibling, if I notice something about my brother, 
I'd go to him first and ask about it and not right. run and tell my That's parents. Right. As a 30-year-old guy, you know, I'm not going to go to my parents and tell tattletale on my brother. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming these characters are about the same age as, as, as we are, late 20s, early 30s, living by themselves in New York. So it, it just didn't ring true. It, it rang false for me in a, in a strange moment. But... It turned out well because we're going to get Piper back, and it seems like Brian's about to go on a great adventure here exploring the moral organization and hopefully uh, a way out for him. Definitely, definitely. We'll get to the way out before we do. I just want to wrap up a few things from this episode. Obviously, the blackout, uh, Brian figures out, is more wind-related. That was kind of a cool twist i guess i mean uh, yeah um which led them to the power plant and and all of these like microorganism bacteria that feed on electrons uh which is kind of cool tying back to um the janitor that we found in the in the beginning of the episode with the glowing uh on 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 himself with the black light mm-hmm. um kind of cool i mean we've seen elements like that where they they play with color and things on the screen that, mm-hmm. that only he can see or, or know that's there. Um, How do you guys feel about that theme, the bacteria and, and all that stuff? I love it. I, th- I think it's so interesting that they come up with all these cool things every week. Yeah, do you think I mean, anything like that exists? That? I know! We gotta do our research. I don't know. We do. You have I, to Google it. I thought it was an interesting visual element and that's what those scenes are about for me. I think the main attraction that I have to the show is the story itself. Mm-hmm. I, I like last week the comic book integration in right. throughout the show. And actually one of our users out there commented on our YouTube page. Uh, this is Milos Pantic. He said um, that he uh, last week's episode was his favorite episode because I love comic books so much and I like Tarantino and the blend of these storytelling elements was perfect. Um, so I, I agree with him there that we have some interesting ways to tell stories that these creators are inventing um, as the season has gone along. I can think of some really funny uh, puppets that Brian made, and he makes Posters. interesting diagrams, even from the beginning of the show. That- yeah, he had one in this episode The like, it was kind of like a menu um, f- that would, like, be on the street when you're passing a restaurant, they have, like, a yes. Have you seen these scientists? Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, he kind of did the same thing with the undercover agent. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. The week before. Uh, yeah, so he had yeah. that on. She's speeding by and stops. That was something you didn't quite like, didn't quite believe. Well, no, I, well, for how he was using it was a little different because he was just standing, like, on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like that was a little bit more hit or miss, like, in terms of how he was spending his time. But the use in in this episode, I thought, was a little bit more accurate because he was just like creating this thing in the office and was like, "Here, it was gonna, it was kind of a giveaway to to someone else." I think he uh, that makes more sense for me because he he would have more time in the office, being sort of in the the Brian HQ mm-hmm. um, with a lot of time on his hands and and would be able to to do funny things to embarrass. Uh, the other agents. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of Die Hard 3 where, where John McClane has to wear uh, a sign similar, <laughs> yeah. but obviously a different message is written on it. Yeah, I mean, the visual elements are really cool. Um, I thought the power outage element was not utilized to its fullest potential. Mm. I think mm. nowadays 
I, I can remember that there was a great power outage in I think 2003 in the Midwest, and mm-hmm. I was living in Michigan at the time, and I experienced that. We it was two three days with no power. Whoa. Yeah. So we were sleeping with candles on at night, and you know we had to keep the refrigerator closed all the way, and uh, people couldn't go out into the streets because all the traffic lights had no no power. So I thought there was the, the power outage could have been used a little bit more effectively in terms of the fear that it creates, especially now with, with terrorism threats and a lot of other you know, scary things going on in the world. Um, I thought it would have added urgency to this episode to get Ryan to solve this quicker. Mm-hmm. Because when they showed up to the power plant, it, th- things seemed pretty easy. There was traffic moving on the streets. There was actually a couple of stoplights that were working. Right. Uh, so they, they forgot to you know, color those out. Uh-oh. But um, but again, I thought that there just wasn't enough urgency to that, that storyline, um, mm-hmm. which could have been there because you can have people freaking out, uh, the biggest city in the world with no power. Yeah, I was going to say Manhattan yeah. is, is crazy. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm really glad you brought that up because I feel like they could have utilized it a little bit. I mean, conveniently, there were only parts of the city that were in, in darkness and yeah. other parts, like, like the FBA FBI office was not affected. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I wish they would have played a little bit with the, the elements of, of a blackout. I think there's a lot of creative things they could have done, um, you know, solving crimes by candlelight, being <laughs> I- even in a building <laughs> without power, I think is scary. And especially yeah. a place like New York, yeah. where it's all high rises, would be just like a labyrinth in yeah. the dark. Yeah. You know, obviously there was the New York City blackout many years ago. So, you know, I think they could have drawn a lot from that and, and had some fun, at least for a few minutes of screen time. Yeah, especially nowadays, we are so dependent upon power and for our phones, for our computers, for the way that we interact. I, I read this disaster story one time where if we were completely without power for forever, um, how doomed we would all be as a society because we don't think about we don't grow our own food we don't you know provide we don't make our own clothes I mean we buy everything and it's all dependent upon upon power so when you set up this story element there's this amazing potential there um, that just wasn't utilized to its fullest ability I almost I forgot about it I remember in the last scene when he came and sat back down in his apartment and he yeah. and he tries to smoke and then he doesn't and then when the lights came on we were, I I felt like oh yeah. There was a blackout. I, f- right. I feel like they almost lost that plot line throughout yeah. the story. Right. Because we were too focused as aud- as an audience member on other things. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, it was a little, yeah. it got I mean, a little forgotten. The power yeah. outage could be a show unto itself. Uh, if you're going to if you're going to go that direction and you're going to say okay we're going to have a power outage be a focus of an episode there's a lot to explore there um, now I'd prefer the family storyline the, the going after Piper and and interacting with the characters themselves but I thought there was a, there was an interesting possibility there right. for this one right yeah definitely I mean we could there's countless ways <laughs> that it can go in the sure. dark because. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. You know, it's a playground in New York. Yeah. But for them to... I don't know. I was just kind of thinking how this bacteria worked. Yeah. You know, um, obviously there's a lot of fail-safes that we as a society have. You know, if one plant, power plant doesn't work, like where you reroute energy. Right. Um, because, again, like you said, Frank, it's so essential um, but I would have loved to see some of the elements of just a temporary blackout or, like, in the area 
would have affected them. Like, you know, his phone running out of battery. Like, yeah. you know, if that was sort of gave some urgency to to the pace of things. That, I think that's a cool. great point. His phone was always fully charged throughout right. this episode. He never had a problem with it. Group texting his family and, um, you know, declining Rebecca's calls, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so... And that's just not believable. I, I mean, of course No, not. it's not. I'm, I'm not serious. Much. Yeah. I mean, my phone is at, you know, 17% at the end of every day. So, I mean, <laughs> I the, by the next day, your phone's going to be gone. Right. Um, I will say, though, the, the, the creators obviously know what they're doing. There's right. been, a, been a bunch of stories that came out today that are strongly hinting that Limitless is going to be renewed for season two. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, I mean, this episode, last episode, I really liked... Um, they were definitely bigger story elements. I mean, we got some some fun new stuff, and also they touched on a lot of backstory b- uh, before Sands. Now uh, bringing back Brian's family, which we've predicted time and time again. I thought it was cool, um, you know. But we, we still had the fun new characters, and I thought it was a, an interesting twist where the big bad scientist. Not only made a bet for a dollar to create all this thing, <laughs> but he actually wasn't behind it. Um, you know, usually with these procedural things, it gets a little too predictable in that, like, the head guy is always, like, the corrupt right. one, like, behind the scenes, like, oh, he controlled it all. How did you find me? <laughs> like, you meddling kids. Right. Um, but this time, it, it was nice because even he was duped. Um, you know, I love the dynamic between the two scientists that were on um, Brian's board, mm-hmm. betting a dollar. It's kind of like a trading places. But it was cool that even the the assistant that like that's highly overworked and underpaid um, was the culprit. Um, I thought that was kind of a cool little twist, and she's a woman. International go Women's women, Day. Go women. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think that's obviously a coincidence and, and isn't connected, but it was interesting no. to note that there are, it's such a huge female presence in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the ones you mentioned, Frank, uh, even Nas saying all those things um, in, in that whole press conference, like she was basically saying this is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously n- not according to Brian. <laughs> Rebecca. But um, Rebecca well, and... Rebecca. And this um, EMT posing research assistant. Yes. Yeah, and one other big element about this show, a big plot point that happened this week was Rebecca uh, requesting off of handling Brian. Um, Yeah, I mean, do you guys think that she was serious about that? Yes. I I think so, too. I thought uh, after their argument, that was sort of it for Rebecca. Brian did lie to her, so let's be fair to Rebecca. Right, that was Brian number lied one. to her, yep. but at the same time, you know, he is the reason why she has become so successful. Right, um, and she went behind his back to find the pills. Like she had yes, his exactly. house raided. Like literally, that would make anybody mad. Yeah, I mean, if you if we're all here right now, right, and I'm like, hey, guess what, JB, I I'm raiding your apartment right now. Yeah, and and. <laughs> To the point of finding things hidden in record, like, yes. covers. So they, they went through everything. That's the point in that, yeah. right? They, they searched everything. Without a warrant, by the way. I mean, that's kind of yeah. bad. Well, uh, I'm sure he signed a bunch of stuff. I'm sure he did. Saying when that he's she at, can do whatever she And wants. who's he going to go to to complain about? Right. Exactly. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Anymore, maybe. Um, but, but she, yeah, she I, betrayed his trust. She betrayed his trust. He betrayed hers. That's true. And he lied to her. 
but <laughs> is the appropriate response to send a search team into his apartment? I don't think so. Yeah, it's a little crazy. It's too much. A little cray cray. I mean, let's look at Rebecca, though. She has a father who kind of betrayed her. She had a father that she couldn't trust. Mm-hmm. So now she has this guy that she has in her life that, you know, maybe she's getting a little too attached to, and she's afraid of that, mm-hmm. knowing Rebecca. Mm-hmm. So she probably wants to distance herself. And that's how, when I watched that scene between her and Brian when they were in the in the bubble, I kind of felt like Brian was kind of pushing her away. Like, yes, it was great to see him standing up to her, but I also felt like he was pushing her away so that he didn't have to deal with lying to her. Yeah. I almost feel as though Brian, and in that scene, in that moment, he, you know, like, have you guys ever had an experience where you do, like, you say something to someone that's so mean and you realize it's just because you wanted to just get yourself out of that situation, like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, like, you're just, you just want to get out of it? I've done that. I feel like that's what that's what Brian did. He I think pushed her away. The point you just made was absolutely brilliant, and I think yeah. you're you're spot on with that because Thank you. she. Nice. You're exactly right. He is pushing her away at the same time that he's throwing it back in her face about right. who is who is truly benefiting here. You know, he's not the only one. He's he is benefiting, of course, but so is she. Yeah. And he never made that point before. But I agree with you in that. You know, the, the forcefulness with which he delivers that speech is intended to go beyond just making the point. Right. It was almost a defense mechanism so that yeah. he knew, who, who knew how long they were going to be in that bubble together? So he knew that mm-hmm. he, like, I feel like subconsciously he knew that he had to get her to stop talking to him or else she was going to start to ask him questions that he didn't want to answer. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, do you guys think, uh, I agree with you for the record, Um, he was obviously distancing himself, you know, by not answering the calls, being unresponsive, lying. Um, Having said that, I mean, do you think there is something on Brian's side? I feel like he might be feeling a little taken advantage of. If he is, you know, I, I I see a lot of truth in the fact that even if he is an addict of NZT, Rebecca is sort of a like, indirect addict of the same thing, you know, is that kind of being abused um, in terms of their relationship where he is used as one of her assets, as one of her tools? I mean, obviously, he's under her jurisdiction, but I feel like they're, it's not an equal 50-50 partnership. Right. You know, we can argue if it should be or not, but at the same time, you know, there are, they are friends, they are peers, so is there some type of mutual respect thing also where... Yeah, and remember at the end of the episode, she walks back into his office, presumably for a reconciliation. Right. And Brian did say... did he, I can't remember if he said, I'm sorry, in that note. I believe he did. Yeah, I think I he said he was sorry, so he apologized there too. So I think there is a... Well, I'll, I'll save it. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Because that's my it. prediction. Ooh, I, know, ooh, I know it's going to be a good one. I mean, I think there's uh, not well, I think we're. Well, I think we're there. Let's do Let's okay. go into it. Unless you, do you have anything? No. Well, let's, let's do my predictions let's that are put not going to come true. predictions. All right, Frank. Yeah. So yeah, far first. away. Let me just let's take it. it. I, I think Brian and Rebecca will be reconciled next episode. Um he will. He is going on his journey to find Piper. That much we know. But yes. I also, yeah, I mean, yeah. Thank, thank goodness, she is great. We love Piper, and he's going to learn a lot more about Eddie Mora next episode. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is where we're going for the last five episodes of the first season. We're going to learn a lot more about Eddie Mora 
and the truth behind him. And if Brian is going to have an avenue to get out of taking NZT all the time and de- or not depending on the shot to make sure that he can keep right. taking it. Uh, but I think Rebecca and Brian will be reconciled. He'll reach out to her while he's out on the road um, and tracking Piper down. And I also think they'll sleep together, too. Just a little side <laughs> That's really all you yeah. care about. That's all I really care <laughs> about. Fine. That's okay. Fine. I saved it to the end. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My prediction is I just wonder who's going to find him first wherever he's going or ending up. Is it going to be Sans or is it going to be Rebecca? And that's going to tell a lot about where the story is going. Because if it's Rebecca, then I'm kind of still on board with the Brecca-ness of the world. But if it's Sans, then I feel like we're going to be going on sort of like an Eddie Mora kind of trail r- roller coaster. Yeah. And Becca mi- and Rebecca might still just be like a subplot line, you know. Because it's like, where are they going to go with that? If he's with Piper, Rebecca's got to be looking for him. Right. Uh, yeah, so I think... Fi- my question is who finds him first, but, so- but someone's going to find him. And Piper, you mean? Like both of them? He can't just think going over the backpack and a passport is gonna. <laughs> and a bunch FBI of FBI and Eddie Morris and not only find him. two pills. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's enough. Um, well, I think that what that means is it's gonna be a very short trip. It's gonna be two days. Yeah, maximum. and yeah, Maybe not even a full episode. episode you're or, saying? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think interesting. That, yeah. Interesting. I'm gonna go the other way. I think we're gonna get a full episode of Brian on the Lamb. Okay. Uh, just because you know, I, I want something fresh. I want to put that <laughs> into the universe. I think uh, I I hope that they hook up, Brian and Piper. Yes. Um, I just really want to see a dynamic where there's two people on NCT. I mean, we've seen Eddie Mora kind of come in, but he's sort of the godfather of it all, and right. he's very like Yoda status, just like dropping down knowledge. I would love to see Brian work with someone in tandem on NZT. Like, to see that dynamic would be super cool um, and figure out, like, how they can use each other's strengths to figure something out. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that's, like, some type of crazy communication from, like, two faraway places that, like, you know, through some... Uh, I don't even know means, but I feel like there's a creative way that they can work together that normal p- humans wouldn't be able to, yeah. like some type of higher communication or, or, or something, noticing, like leaving little breadcrumbs for each other to find. I think that'd be a, re- a really cool episode dynamic for them to follow. Um, I do think Rebecca's going to track them down. Uh, I don't think she's going to let it. I don't think I think her addiction is is almost stronger than Brian's is, um, and she's gonna want to find him not just because she needs the success part, but be- because she really cares about Brian too, yeah. and because it's twofold like that, you know she it is a bigger p- part for her, um, mm-hmm. and I think she's gonna re- need to reconcile that stat. Um, one one moment I, I noticed this episode in the beginning when she found Brian she, uh, she they did this like slow mo like um, <laughs> like steam coming from the street yeah. uh, walk where her like hair was blowing in the wind yes um, Brecca yeah so I mean I, they they are definitely planting unmistakable seeds for for that long term short term I definitely want to see Piper back in the game. Um, but it would be great because she is such a you know a powerful personality you know presence 
if the relationship ended up in in a way either if she like did die or maybe just like had her own mission to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hmm. want her to die. To be, I do. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> I kidding. bet you do, man. I do you not. And, I'm you just and Ray, you're like getting them in your sights, right, Rachel? I don't and Piper. want anyone to die. I don't want Rachel to die. I kind of I, I kind of want Rachel to die. I mean. <laughs> oh, we went down a dark path all of a sudden. You took us there. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I thought you'd be all aboard that. I thought you'd be like, you know, yeah, but killing I, her. Yeah, but no. No? I don't want, no. Right. I'm not that much of a terrible person. Her hate for Rachel is not limitless. Ooh, oh. touche. Thank you. I wanted uh, to say I'll the blackout. <laughs> Well, um, we will have to wait and see. Till then, where can the people find you yeah, guys? Yeah, thanks for, for so much for tuning in, everybody. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. And you can find me at AmandaFTA31 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much. Awesome. You guys can find me at Hey John Blake on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 